Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, today um, on the Long-Term Care Radio podcast, I want to spend some time kind of going back to the basics. Um, Think of this as an intro podcast or a refresher that is going to cover what long-term care is and some of the foundational information you need to know when you're thinking about long-term care planning, like why you even want to think about it and, and why it's important. And I think I want to start right there. Why do we care? Why is long-term care even a, a topic or a subject to worry about? Well, quite frankly, if we look at the government statistics out there, about 70% of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation before we pass away. So really what they're saying is the government looks at people after age 65. So 65 till the time you die, that block of people, 7 out of 10 of us are going to need some kind of help getting through the day from somebody else before we pass away. And so that's, you know, extended care situation or what we call long-term care. And quite frankly, you know, long-term care is the highest risk we face to our livelihood in retirement without question, you know, higher than auto accidents or the house burning down or ending up in the emergency room. Again, seven out of 10. And really, if we look at the statistics, if if we're talking about a married couple, this is eye-opening. If we're looking at a household of two people, it's a 92% chance now that at least one person will end up in a long-term care situation. So bottom line is the ads are or the odds are stacked against us. And so that's why we really need to really understand what long-term care is and what the consequences are of a long-term care situation. Now, let's go back to what is long-term care. And I think a lot of people get surprised at, at, at this when you ask them. They don't really have a clear understanding. But generally, when we talk about the word long-term care, it refers to the assistance that a person needs throughout the day when their health is compromised. It's going to include skilled and unskilled care. It's going to include occupational therapy, general custodial care, which is the care that you know we help our loved ones with, which includes housekeeping chores, meal preparation, uh, things like bathing and dressing and eating and transferring, getting out of bed, getting into the car, things like that, you know, and basically the help you need to get through the day to support independent living. That's really what long-term care is. Now, how is long-term care different from traditional or what we call medical care? I think this is kind of the, the one of the key topics I want everybody to understand. The biggest thing you have to understand is that long-term care is not medical in nature. Okay, Instead, it helps us with the things that we need to do to get through the day to support that independent living. So medical care as we know it is for what we call acute care. And the goal is to cure you from like an accident or an illness, right? Fix that broken bone or, or, or get you healed up from pneumonia. You know, that's what medical care is about. However, the goal of long-term care is not to cure an illness, but it's to allow us to attain and maintain an optimal level of functioning. So it's really a new reality. That's one of the big differences. You know, I'm in an extended care situation. I'm most likely not going to heal up from that. And I say most likely because there are plenty of cases, like if it's an accident and you get a spinal injury and then after a year or two of therapy, you can heal up. Or I have a client that actually had a stroke at 42 and it took him about eight years, but he's back fully functioning. And so sometimes you can heal up from an extended care situation. But as a general rule, especially for the elderly, as we age into long-term care situations, it's usually one and done. We're meaning that once we go into long-term care, we are going to stay in that long-term care situation until we pass away. Now, individuals who require long-term care are generally not sick in the sense, you know, in the traditional sense. And I think that's what separates a a lot of people think, well, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be in a nursing home anyway because you think of being sick. And it's like, that's not really it. It's more a fact that I just need help with the regular activities of daily living, that transferring, bathing, dressing, eating, you know, maybe, maybe continence issue, whatever it is. Those are the things we need help with, but we're not particularly sick. We may have aged into that situation. We may have a cognitive impairment or we may have gotten there from an accident. So 
That's what long-term care is in a general sense. Just understand it is different than medical care. That's why medical insurance is not going to pay it. So how do you pay for long-term care costs? Well, there's really only two ways that you can pay for the cost of long-term care. And number one is private pay, which a lot of people refer to as self-insuring. It's actually self-funding. There's no insurance when you're doing it yourself. You're simply just using your money to pay for the care as those costs are, in, are incurred. Now, the second way you can pay for long-term care is with, a gov- or, or with what we call long-term care insurance, so private long-term care insurance. So you're either going to self-fund or you're going to use a long-term care insurance policy to pay for that care. And that's the big takeaway out there. There's really no other way to do this. And I, I think what we want to understand here is, okay, I can either self-fund, I can go long-term care insurance. Well, where the confusion lies for a lot of people is the government programs. So let's talk about the government pro- programs right now and kind of find out what those are and how they work. So number one, Medicare. We have Medicare insurance at age 65. We will have that insurance until the day we die. So I want you to think of Medicare again. You fall, you break your hip, you bust out your Medicare card. That's going to pay for that. That's acute care. You have that stroke. You end up in the hospital, bust out that Medicare card. Medicare is going to pay for that, but not forever. What are they going to pay for? They're going to pay to stabilize you. And once you plateau and you stop improving, the doctor is going to release you. And at that point, Medicare is not going to pay for the care you need moving forward. That's where it becomes a long-term care situation. And so the thing that you need to understand about Medicare is Medicare is going to pay for things that you're going to heal up from. That's, a, that's a kind of a, a, a general generic thing to think of. If I can heal up from it, Medicare will probably be p- pay for that. So if I go and I have knee surgery and I need some physical therapy after that knee surgery, Medicare is going to pay for that. If I have a stroke, though, and I plateau and they, they get me stabilized, but now what I need is just ongoing help with activities of daily living and maybe a little bit of therapy, occupational therapy, Medicare is only going to pay for a little bit of that. Once you plateau and you stop improving, they're out. It's up to you. So Medicare is your health insurance. for It's for acute care. The next government program that I want to talk about is Medicaid. Now, Medicaid pays for 80% of the nursing home beds in this country. But here's the catch. Medicaid, by definition, is what we call a safety net program. Yes, it will pay for long-term care services, but there's a cost to it. And the cost is all of your assets have already been spent down. If you're a single individual, you're going to spend your liquid assets down to about $2,000. If you're a single individual and you own a home, Medicaid says you're going to spend your liquid assets down to $2,000. And what I mean by that is your savings, your retirement account, your cash value, and your life insurance. You're going to spend all that money down to $2,000 of liquid assets. And then if you own real property, they're going to put a lien on your house to try to recapture any money they pay out. And by the way, they also take your income. And this is what surprises a lot of people on Medicaid. So let's say that you're one of those people that have, you know, a pension. So you have $6,000 a month in pension and you have $3,000 of Social Security, but you only have $100,000 of liquid assets because that's, you know, you've got lifetime pension. That's what, that's the way your retirement system worked. So you got $100,000 of liquid assets saved up. Well, and Medicaid would say, okay, you're going to spend your $100,000 down to $2,000. Now you're going to apply for Medicaid, but what's Medicaid going to do? They're going to take your income. They're going to take your Social Security, and they're going to take your pension, and they're going to apply that towards the cost of your care first. And that's why 80% of people on Medicaid, why 80% of nursing home beds are paid by Medicaid. It's because most of the time, Medicaid is going to warehouse you in a nursing home. Because the only way you're going to get home care on Medicaid is if you have somebody else in that house to provide the care. Medicaid will send somebody in for a few hours a week at the most. The rest of the time, it's up to the family members. So if the family members cannot manage your care, they can't provide that care at an adequate level, then Medicaid deems you to be in an unsafe environment. They're going to move you to what they deem a safe environment, which is a Medicaid nursing home. So they're going to warehouse you there. And by the way, they're going to take your income, and they're going to use that income to pay for your care, and you're going to get about $60 a month. So that's the Medicaid program. It's a safety net program. Yes, they pay for long-term care, but it's after you're broke. And a lot of people want to avoid Medicaid at all costs because Medicaid facilities vary greatly by where you live, what county, what city you're in. 
And remember, when you go on Medicaid, you become a ward of the state. So that state is going to dictate where you're going and where you're receiving that care. The last government program I want to talk to you about is the VA, the Veterans Administration. So again, I grew up in Monta Vista, Colorado. The Home Lake Veterans Center is right there. Um, It's the first veteran center built in the state of Colorado, believe it or not. And I used to sell grit newspaper down there. And they had the little cottages you could move into, kind of more independent living. And then they went all the way up to skilled nursing right there on that same property, on the same campus. But in order to move into the Home Lake Veterans Center, it's a means-tested program. So you have to spend your assets down. And then the same thing, you're turning over your income. You're turning over your pension. So the VA does not just step in and pay for your long-term care services because you're a veteran. Now, there, there is some aid and attendance benefits for people that serve during active wartime, but again, they're minimal. So the takeaway from the government programs is they're really the ones that pay for long-term care, so Medicaid and the VA, they're safety net programs, so they're, they're means-tested. Medicare does not pay for long-term care. It does not pay for the first 100 days of long-term care. So that's the government programs. Um, I am looking at my clock here. So let's sneak in a quick break real quick. And then when I come back, we're going to continue the discussion. And we're going to pick up on how does long-term care insurance work. So stick around. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care. And preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and you uh, just heard a couple ads there. We've got a couple classes coming up here, uh, July 15th. That's next Saturday, the 15th. That's a morning class. That's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on the West Coast, 9 a.m. Rocky Mountain time, and you guys can just do it backwards if you're East Coast time. And on Thursday, the 20th, we'll have an afternoon class. It's the same class. They're just different times during the week. So if one doesn't work out for you, you can sign up for the other one. They are live. You'll get to meet me. You'll get to answer or get your questions answered. And so it's just a real uh, nice thing we do a couple times every month. And I think it's just a good way to kind of start if you're thinking about looking into long-term care planning and finding out what your options and things are like that. So again, the 15th 
from the 20th. And by the way, these classes are live webinar classes, but there's no software you download. Once you sign up, we're going to send you a link. You can watch it on your, your iPad. You can watch it on your laptop. You can watch it on a smart television. It doesn't matter. So we just make it super easy. You can um, interact with us. You can send us questions, but it's just a great way to get started. So again, next Saturday, the 15th is our first one for July. Now, let's carry on. Today, we're just going over some of the basic information um, that you need to know about long-term care and long-term care planning as a whole. So we just found out that the government programs don't work. They're not going to pay for your long-term care journey. That's why it's such a big deal in this country. And Obamacare was actually trying to figure out a way to cover long-term care expenses. And the bottom line is it's a simple math problem. They just could not raise enough revenue to pay for that because it's very, very expensive. So really that leaves, you either have to spend all your money down, which remember, everything's at risk when you self, self-fund. self It's the same as if you're going to self-insure your house. You pay your mortgage off, call your homeowner's insurance company, and you just say, hey, I'm going to cancel my policy. I'm going to self-fund any damages. Well, guess what? The whole thing burns down. All your furniture burns down. Your art collection, your jewelry, all of it's gone. Your money's going to replace that. So if you have insurance, that's why we have it, because we have the leverage, we have the guarantees, and it's the most efficient way to pay for that. Well, long-term care is the same way. The most important way to pay for a long-term care situation is through long-term care insurance. So what is long-term care insurance? Essentially, long-term care insurance is a tax-free stream of income to help pay for the care that you know is not covered by your medical insurance. And that is, again, people will, you'll hear these little statements out there. The, the, the number one reason why people file for bankruptcy in their retirement years is for unpaid medical costs. Well, what are unpaid medical costs? Well, they're costs that aren't covered by, by Medicare. And what costs are those? It's long-term care. Because again, Medicare is going to cover your acute care. They're not going to cover that extended care or long-term care. The idea of having this coverage gives you confidence about the future it gives you a defined bucket of money. It gives you confidence about the quality of your life because now you know you have the resources to bring in that help when you need it, and you're not going to pass that burden on to loved ones. It's going to allow you to live in your home for as long as possible. In fact, about three out of four people with long-term care insurance start their journey in their own home. And if we look at it statistically, like 90, it's like 97% of people say they want to take their, their last breath in their own home. And this is at the time of the survey, right? So they do these surveys all the time. Well, if we look at people with long-term care insurance, it's about 70% of those people actually can pull that off. If we look at people without long-term care insurance, it's less than 8% of people actually take their last breath in their own home. And why is that? Because they don't have the resources. They don't have the plan they haven't surrounded themselves with those people, that team of professionals, to let them age in place. So aging in place is a big benefit of long-term care insurance. It guarantees that quality of life for care, especially makes your last years, your, your you know good years as opposed to the worst years of your life for you and your family. And it preserves your legacy and wealth. That's the big thing about long-term care insurance. I am now paying for my care out of the most efficient way to do it versus spending all my assets down and burning through my wealth that I've worked so hard to save up. So we have long-term care insurance. How do we trigger a policy? What turns that money on? How do I start getting that money so I can pay for care? Well, we know how life insurance works, right? You go out, you pass away, somebody's going to get a check. It's simple. You turn in a death certificate and the check is sent to the beneficiaries. Well, long-term care used to be a little bit all over the board. Back in the 70s when they started coming out with long-term care insurance, it was kind of a a, a Medicare gap, right? It was to pay for that nursing home stay. It used to be called nursing home insurance. And since the 70s, now we have all these different um, avenues to get care, in-home care, assisted living, adult day care, you know, continuing care retirement centers. And so we've kind of turn that yardstick around, so to speak, where now it's it's nursing home avoidance insurance. That's why we have long-term care insurance. But in order to turn that policy on, it's going to be triggered in one of two ways. Number one, I'm dif- um, diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. So Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, that by itself will trigger a claim with your long-term care insurance because now I need standby assistance. I might be able to do the activities of daily living but I also can walk out the door, turn left instead of right, and get lost, and it's a safety issue. So cognitive impairment will trigger a policy by itself. The second way, which was the most common way until 2019, is I need help with two out of six activities of daily living. 
So the activities of daily living are what we do every day. We, we get out of bed, we go to the bathroom, we take a shower, we get dressed, we make something to eat, and we get to a bathroom on time when we need one. So the insurance definitions of those are called transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. If I need help with any two of those, I'm going to trigger my plan. Now, if you have a major stroke, you might hit all six of those. That doesn't matter. It can be dressing. It can be bathing. It can be continence. It can be transferring. Any two of those will trigger the policy. And a lot of times, people will trigger policy with three or four, but the minimum is two. So if you need help with two out of six activities of daily living, you're going to trigger your policy. Now, this is the same regardless of who the insurance carrier is. So the, the National Association of Insurance Carriers came out years ago, and they standardized this. Back in the 2000s, they standardized it so that we know what a policy is, how it works, how you trigger it. There's no guessing anymore on that. So so it's either what they call um, physical impairment, which is I need help with two out of six ADLs, or cognitive impairment. So I've been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. I'm going to trigger the policy one of those two ways. So now once you have your policy triggered, how is that money paid to you? What happens in that situation? Well, now I've got a policy. And remember, long-term care insurance is simply a big bucket of money. So you decided when you bought your policy how much money is in your bucket and how fast you can take that money out. And that's usually expressed as either a daily benefit or a monthly benefit, meaning I can have $200 a day or I can have $6,000 a month. So to simplify it, we'll say you have a benefit that's $6,000 a month, and it, it could be an unlimited lifetime benefit. That just means you never run out of it. But when you go on claim, you're going to get $6,000 a month. If it's a reimbursement plan, they're going to reimburse you up to $6,000 a month. So that means if you spend $5,500, they're going to send you a check for $5,500. If you spend $6,500, they're going to send you a check for $6,000 because that's the limit that you set on your policy. So they reimburse you up to that amount. Reimbursements, basically whoever's providing that care for you, the the care agency is going to send the receipts to the insurance company and they're going to reimburse. If you're in a facility, the same thing. That facility will send a copy of that receipt to the insurance company. You can even have most of the companies do a direct pay. So for instance, when my grandmother was in an assisted living facility, her cost of care was more than her insurance. So the insurance just sent her full monthly benefit every month, just like clockwork, and then we just made up the difference. So reimbursement is the most common way that long-term care insurance is paid out. I spend money, I get reimbursed. It can come to me, it can go directly to the caregivers, it can go directly to the facility. You can even have your power of attorney paid, it doesn't matter. The second way that you can get those benefits is if you have a indemnity policy. So there's reimbursement or there's indemnity. Indemnity is just a fancy word for cash. Now there's three companies out there that are using cash indemnity plans right now that are long-term care insurance, they're asset-based plans, meaning they're the types of plans that are going to pay you back. The key difference, and stick around, actually our client of the week has a, a, we're going to show you how we set up a cash indemnity plan here at the bottom of the hour. But what separates a cash indemnity plan is if I have that $6,000 a month of benefit and it's a cash indemnity plan, once I trigger my claim, so either cognitive or or physical impairment, again, it doesn't matter, I start getting that check for $6,000. They don't ask for a receipt. They don't want you to verify what you're spending the money on. That burden becomes yours. You have to. That's between you and the IRS. And the IRS says, look, as long as you're receiving less than $400 a day, which is about $12,000 a month, we're going to probably just leave you alone. We'll let you pull that money in and you can pay for care. And the idea is that, yes, you've triggered your claim. They're going to send you that full $6,000 every month. The one separating thing about cash versus reimbursement are these cash or the indemnity plans allow you to use informal caregivers, which means you can hire family members, you can pay family members. And so that's really great. Like if, you know, your daughter's a nurse or your son's a nurse and they want to, you know, give up some hours at work to take care of you, you'll have the resources to pay them. So it's either going to be reimbursement or it's going to be cash with a limited amount of carriers. So that's how you're going to get paid. And so those are some of the key things. And then I think what everybody needs to know, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the final segment, what's covered, what kind of um, care is covered. It's covered in your home, but mostly it's custodial care. So I'm looking at my clock here. I got to sneak in a quick break here, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Scott. He's our client of the week. And I'll tell you how we put a plan in place using an existing life insurance policy that he had that's not only going to give him life insurance, but give him long-term care as well. I'll tell you how we did it as soon as we get back. 
New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. I, um, you know, I really do appreciate the interest that uh, people have in this program, and we've been on for, I want to say, six or seven years now, and um, we also have a, we're making some changes to our website. Hopefully by the end of the month, we'll have that all figured out, but um, we're going to make it a little bit easier for you to get your questions in there, but if you want to send us a question, you can do it just by going to um, the um, 525longtermcare.com, click on the podcast, the radio podcast, and that will absolutely uh, get you right to the spot where you can send in a question, and we love those questions. So, And if you're new, we always do a client of the week at the bottom of the hour, and again, this is not for you to try to memorize numbers. There's no test here. It's just to kind of get a feel for the different types of programs that are out there in the situations and how we ended up settling on the program that we did. And this week I have Scott, who is 58. Scott's married. He's a proud father of two grown kids. He's still working, and he came to us looking for options for putting a plan in place to protect his family. Now, a quick side note, this is just about Scott because Vicki, his wife, is uninsurable. She has some pre-existing medical conditions. There are no carriers out there that are going to insure her. So what we're doing is we're trying to set up a plan for Scott mainly to protect the assets. So let's talk about his concerns here. Number one, he's worried about something happening to him and having to spend their assets down because they know that they're going to have to self-fund Vicky. She has not been able to get long-term care insurance. There is not a carrier in the future that's going to offer her long-term care insurance because of a pre-existing condition. So he knows that. And so that's what he was worried about. He doesn't want something that's you know happened to him that's going to require him to put a big dent in their savings and then turn around and leave Vicky, you know, in a limited situation or have her end up on Medicaid. He wants the funds really there to make sure that his wife and his kids don't have to be you know the caregivers. They don't have to step in and become a caregiver for him. And what was really interesting about Scott when we were talking to him, you know, I always like to push back to people, what got you looking into long-term care planning? Why? Why now? What happened? Well, Scott had a friend, it was a, a, an old co-worker that was just diagnosed with early onset dementia. And he was just like surprised, kind of shock and awe because he's, he's like, my friend was just 61 years old. And I said, yeah, that happens. I mean, we're starting to see more and more of that out there. And so that was something that's just surprised him. He's like, you know, I'm 58, but it's like, you know, the tables could turn any time. And it's true. You know, we, like I say, we have a 59-year-old that was just diagnosed with ALS uh, three years later. She was 62. We have a client whose husband was 62 years old and diagnosed with dementia. And so those things happen. And he saw this with somebody that he knew. And he said, you know, it's time for me to start looking at this. It was something that I've... I've been kind of in the back of my mind for years, but I always thought I'd get around to it. So that's really what was driving him in there. So here's what we found out about Scott. Number one, he was in good shape physically. Uh, the only medication he was taking right now was for cholesterol. And quite frankly, on the underwriting scale, cholesterol, high blood pressure, it's kind of like somebody taking vitamin D or vitamin you know C. It's like we, we all do it and the, they've got such a good proven track record with these medications that that's not going to prevent you from getting any long-term care insurance. And so that was really the only thing we had. Um, Scott is still working, plans on doing so for another five to 10 years. Vicki is also working and she's going to work as long as she can. She says, you know, I like my job and as long as I'm physically able to work, I'm going to continue to work. So she's a little bit younger than Scott, but they're, you know, both in their mid fifties. Um, their primary residence is just about paid off. They're planning on having that paid off here within the next couple of years. They would like to age in place. They, their, their thought right now is, that, yeah, when we retire, we will probably stay in our home. They don't have any immediate plans of downsizing or anything. But they said, you know, they might down the road. They, they don't know for sure. But right now, they're planning on staying where they're at. 
both of their kids are out of the house. They're uh, they're working and they're independent, which is you know exciting for them. They have some cash savings. They have retirement accounts set up through work. Um, they're both going to have Social Security, and they're both going to uh, apply for that probably at full retirement or maybe a little bit later. It just depends how long they work. And they both had some life insurance in place. Now, overall, they're pretty comfortable financially, and they're able to save money outside of just their retirement accounts. And this is something I always look at because the reason why this is important, if you're looking at long-term care insurance planning, you say, well, number one, how, I, I want insurance, but how do I fund it? So you either have to have the cash that you can reposition in a single lump sum or you have to have excess money coming in so that you can budget for it. And for Scott and Vicky, they had both. They could do a lump sum or they could budget some money over time. So that's kind of a nice situation for them. Now, what Scott wanted from a plan, you know, I always ask people this. Tell me about the top things that you do want from a long-term care. And number one, he said, look, I want a dedicated source of money to pay for this care because I'm looking at my assets right now saying if I needed an extra 5000 or 6000 or $8,000 a month, where would I get it? And he's like, I could probably go to cash first, then I'd have to start spending down retirement. He goes, I want a dedicated source. I don't want to have to try to guess how much money we need to set aside or how much money Vicky might need later. And so that was something that was very important to him. He loved the idea of uh, money going back to his wife or to his kids if he doesn't use the plan. So I thought, you know, these asset-based plans that pay you back if you don't use them, that sounds really good. He did not want ongoing payments. So he said, look, I... I'm not sure how I want to fund it, but I know I don't want payments when I retire. So, you know, he's heard me talk about these asset-based plans with five payments or 10 payments. You know, there's even some companies that will do 20 annual payments. So he said, I just don't want to be making payments through retirement. So that was kind of one of his goals there. He liked the idea of being able to pay a family member for care. He said, now, I don't want my kids to, you know, have to give up their lives to be a caregiver for me. But he goes, my youngest daughter is a nurse. And he goes, if she was working maybe on the weekends or helping us out or doing something, he goes, I'd like to be able to pay her if that's possible. So that was something that, you know, I always ask people, do you have family members? Do you want them to be involved? How involved? Now, most people like me, I'm going to say, no, I don't want either of my kids to, I, I mean, my, my, I, I'm, look, I'm cleaning out my, getting ready to clean out my son's room here pretty soon. And I look at that as like, yeah, he can't even take care of that. I don't want him taking care of me. And that might change in the future, but I always ask people that. Do you want your family to be involved? Does your family want to be involved? And some people say, like, yeah, my daughter's a nurse and should be glad to help out or do some part-time workforce or something like that. So that was an option for him. And um, he wanted him a plan that would allow him to, you know, use the coverage if they move. So, again, they're not planning on moving, but they said, well, what if we do move? I want a plan that works. And, again, folks, I ask everybody this because – Truthfully, a lot of people don't understand how insurance works. Every state has an insurance commissioner, so the policies might have you know two couple keywords different between one state and another. But the bottom line is if you buy a plan in Colorado and you move to Arizona, it's going to work. If you buy a plan in Arizona and you move to Illinois, it's going to work. And so the, the plans will work in almost all the plans will give you all 50 states. Some plans will give you all 50 states in Canada. Some plans will even give you some international coverage. But that was just something that he said he wanted. And then lastly, he was like, man, I really want a plan that covers dementia. And it's like, well, yep, let's go back to the basics. That's what we were talking about on the podcast, right? That's how you trigger a plan is dementia. That by itself will trigger a plan. So as a buddy that was just diagnosed with early onset dementia, if he had long-term care insurance, that diagnosis by itself would allow him to trigger his policy and start using the resources to get the help that he needs. And so that's something that he wanted to make sure um, was covered. So here's what we did for him. Number one, we focused on the asset-based plans because, number one, those are the plans that pay you back. They're the plans that can be funded in the most um, you know wide variety of ways. I did a podcast on this a couple weeks ago talking about the differences. You know, Traditional is generally just pay-as-you-go. But asset-based plans, we can have limited pay or we can do lump sums or we can do a combination of them. And here's what we ended up designing for him. We started looking at, you know, I, I, w- the process always when we're putting a long-term care plan together is, number one, how do we design a meaningful benefit for you? Number two, how do we fund it? So let's start with what's a meaningful benefit. And Scott said, look, I want to be able to preserve as much as I can if I end up in a long-term care situation. So we're looking at costs, looking at where the costs were today. 
He is asking me what I have, and I just told him point blank. I said, my policy starts at $8,000 a month, and I have inflation rider on it. And I'm a few years younger than Scott, but I said that's what I got, and this is how I based you know my my own personal um, numbers off of just looking around what's going on out there in the in the real world, what the costs are. So that's the number he kind of stuck in his mind. He said, okay, $8,000 a month, so $96,000 a year will be an initial benefit. His total benefit, $576,000. So again, picture that bucket of money. I have $576,000 in it. If I trigger a claim today, I can pull $8,000 a month out of it. So that's how fast I can drain that bucket, $8,000 a month. I've got a total of five seventy-six dollars in my bucket. So if you divide that out, you're like, well, that's a minimum of six years of coverage. Now, we also added a 3% compound inflation rider to his policy. So what that simply does, as it says, it's going to grow that bucket of money. by five, That 576 is going to compound by 3% every single year. So the interest that he earns this year on it is going to also earn interest next year. And that's that compounding effect. So 576 is compounding by 3%. That $8,000 a month is also compounding by 3%. So to wrap this up, if you look at it and you say, well, I'm starting on 576, and you say, well, 20 years down the road, now he's got $1,088,871 in his bucket of long-term care insurance, so that's his total benefit, and his monthly benefit has gone from $8,000 to $14,028, and that's just going to continue to grow every year, you know, so if you go out and you say, well, now all of a sudden he's 82 years old. Now he's got over one and a quarter million dollars. He's got over 16000 a month. So that's what I mean by the inflation rider. It's not tied to inflation. It's just growing that money to help you keep up with the rising costs or to help you keep up with inflation. That's where the name comes from. So again, six years minimum coverage. His plan also will pay him back or pay his beneficiaries back $192,000 if he doesn't use it. That's in the form of a death benefit. So that will be tax-free. So if he doesn't use that, $192,000 goes back to the estate. If he uses less than one ninety-two, dollars he gets the difference paid back to his estate. So if he goes on claim for a few months and uses $50,000, his estate would get $142,000 paid back tax-free. So he'll always get at least one ninety-two back. But here's a catch. Let's go out there and say again, okay, now he's 82 years old. He used one and a quarter million dollars of long-term care insurance, and then he passes away. This particular plan has what they call a guaranteed minimum death benefit, which just simply means his estate will get $38,400. So whoever he's leaving his money to, his beneficiaries, his estate, I just use those words interchangeably, will get a check for $38,400 even if he uses all his long-term care insurance. So that's kind of a, I call that the funeral fund. So that's kind of a a neat little um, benefit that this particular policy has. Other features of this plan Zero-day retroactive elimination period. So elimination period, the standard is 90 days, and that's because the original definition of long-term care is an event that's expected to last 90 days or more. So that's where they came up with the 90 days. That tended to be the default elimination period, but most policies, you can buy them down to zero or they have different features, maybe zero for home day. This one has 90-day elimination period, meaning when Scott goes on claim, he'll pay for the first 90 days of care. But then starting month four, they're going to pay him back for not only the first three months, those first 90 days, but they'll give him month four benefit too. So again, if his $10,000 a month of benefit, that's what it's grown to, and he goes on claim, starting month four, he'll get a check for $40,000, and then every month after that, he'll get a check for $10,000 as long as he's on claim until he exhausts his policy. Now, this is a cash benefit. This is an indemnity policy. Remember, we were just talking about how do you get paid reimbursement or indemnity. This is a cash benefit. So that means when he triggers a claim, he doesn't have to send receipts to the insurance company. He will get his full benefit every single month. He can hire his daughter, who's a nurse, if he wants to pay her. He can hire somebody else from the community. He can hire a home health care agency. He can use the money if he moves into an assisted living facility. He's not limited, so it's a cash benefit. And this particular plan, another feature that's really cool is it pays for care coordination separately out of the policy. It means you don't have to hire a home health care agency that has that care coordinator and use those people. You can go out and hire your own individual care coordinator. So that's going to be somebody that will help you find the resources like, oh, you need physical therapy, you need some light uh, housework, whatever it is. They're going to bring those people in and they'll help you coordinate that care. And that can be paid separately. His policy will cover that as well, too. So just a really nice policy, really robust. 
Now, let's get back down to the nitty-gritty. So remember, he starts at $8,000 a month. He has five seventy-six dollars in his bucket. He has $192,000 guaranteed to come back. He'll also get a $38,400 guaranteed minimum death benefit, even if he uses all his benefit. How did we pay it? Well, this is what we did. Number one, we got a little creative with Scott. Because remember, Scott said he had an existing life insurance. Both him and Vicky did. Vicky had some group insurance through work. That's how she was able to get that. It had limited underwriting. She got it years ago. It will expire shortly. Scott had some term insurance, but he also had some whole life insurance, so permanent life insurance. And so he had bought a combination of these years ago, and it's very common. So you get a very small whole life policy, and then you make up the difference on term insurance, which is going to expire. Well, he still had his whole life insurance. And his whole life insurance had a surrender value, which means if I just cancel my policy today, I can get some money out. And his his value was $73,000. The death benefit on that permanent life insurance was $175,000. And he was paying about $250 a month, just right around there for this insurance. So pretty close to $3,000 a year to keep that whole life policy in place. Had a $175,000 death benefit and it had $73,000 of cash value. But here's the catch. His cost, he had only put in $61,000 into this policy. So if he cancels his policy today and says, well, I've got this long-term care plan that has $192,000 death benefit. I'm just going to cancel that and get my $73,000 back. Well, guess what? He would have to pay tax on that gain. He only paid $61,000 in premium. The values were $73,000. He'd have to pay income tax on that $12,000 gain. But under the Pension Protection Act, we don't have to surrender that policy. We can do what we call a 1035 exchange. And that's exactly what we did. So what we ended up doing with the the policy that we set up for Scott is we did 10 annual payments. But we lowered those payments dramatically because we took that $73,000 up front and we deposited it to the insurance company through a 1035 exchange. He does not have to pay any tax on that gain that way. So that $12,000 of gain that's in his existing policy is moved over tax-free. So the bottom line is what we ended up doing with Scott is he is going to make a one annual payment of $82,000. That's his first year. But remember, 73 of that came. So $73,000 came from his existing life insurance company. We did the 1035 exchange, and he wrote a check for ninety-six seventy-nine. Now, year two, he will write a check for $96.79, and he will do that every year until year 10. So he will put in a total of $169,000 into this plan over 10 years. 73000 of it came out of his existing life insurance. Now, look what this does for him. He's got that initial benefit of $576,000 day one. He has a death benefit of $192,000 day one. So if he goes out and gets hit by the bus and he's gone, he doesn't have to make any more payments. He made that $82,000 payment with his 1035 exchange and a little bit of cash. He gets the full death benefit. He also has long-term care coverage immediately. So what he's done is he's leveraged something he already has, and he's going to pay $9,600 a year. But guess what? He's not paying $3,000 to his old life insurance policy anymore. So net-net, he's getting this policy for about $6,000 a month. He's got more life insurance, and now he's got this huge bucket of long-term care. It eliminates his ongoing life insurance. It increases his life insurance. It gives him long-term care insurance today, and he has a built-in waiver premium as well, meaning if something did happen to him two or three or four years down the road, those $9,600 payments would cease. He would start getting his monthly benefit. So I went long again. I always do on these client of the week. So let me sneak in my final break, but uh, stick around. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, some options and things that we need to consider if only one of you can get insurance if you're married. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long term care coverage tax free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. 
Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back. And uh, thanks again for uh, tuning into Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Uh, we do have classes again the 15th and the 20th of this month. So that's next Saturday morning is our first class. And again, if you listen to these client of the weeks, you know, I go long, I get into the numbers. I know it's difficult. You can always go back and listen to it again on our podcast, 525longtermcare.com. We keep about a year's worth of those podcasts up there. And you can subscribe uh, to the podcast as well, and you'll get a notification um, as soon as we release it, which is usually every Friday. We try to have them out uh, up and running by Friday because they do air on several radio stations on Saturday. So today we're just kind of doing an overview on long-term care, you know, what it is, how it works, what it pays for. Uh, one of the things that I should say, we kind of skipped the part on what it pays for, but most of the care that long-term care pays for is custodial care. But understand it also pays for skilled care, therapy care, it pays for care in your home, in adult daycares, assisted living facilities, continuing care centers, um, your kid's home, it doesn't matter. So it's not a location. It's not a location-based product. It's an event. So once you trigger the claim, you can receive the care wherever you want. And I tell people, hey, you want to move into the Ritz-Carlton and bring you know visiting angels in to see you every day, you can do that with your long-term care insurance. They'll pay for the, the visiting angels. They're not going to pay for the Ritz-Carlton. But if you move into a licensed facility uh, that provides long-term care, then they pay the rent too. So that's really how it works. You, you're, you're free to use it the way you want. But before we go today, I just I wanted to talk like our client of the week was Scott and Vicky. Vicky was uninsurable. And we run into this, you know, every so often, actually pretty frequently, where we'll have a married couple and there's just really not any options for the spouse. One of one of them just cannot get coverage and only the other one can. And I call this kind of the Titanic syndrome because a lot of people will look at it and say, well, if we can't both get in the life raft, neither one of us are going to get in the life raft. And I will tell you, it's the exact opposite approach. That's not what you want to do. And Scott was, you know, spot on on this. If you can get long-term care insurance and you know your spouse can't, the risk now is that something happens to you and you drain down that estate, taking away resources from your spouse who has zero chance of getting long-term care. So you have to protect those assets for the other person that cannot get long-term care insurance. And a lot of times, you know, th- this is a big decision, right? Can I get a lifetime benefit or do I do a limited bucket? Scott went with the limited bucket, six years of coverage, which statistically will cover 95% of all claims. But he did it because he wanted that cash benefit plan so that he could pay family members and his daughter. A lot of times our clients, I will say, look, you, these are your options, but if you're not going to pay family members, you can get that lifetime benefit. Like Scott could have got a lifetime benefit on a reimbursement plan. And so the idea is to make sure that regardless of what happens to you, it is not taking away resources 
that might be needed for your spouse at a future day. Because a lot of people make this false assumption that because my spouse cannot get long-term care insurance, they're going to be the first one that ends up in a long-term care situation first. And that is not the case. There's no guarantee that at all. I mean, people have accidents all the time. People get diagnosed with stuff. So the idea, if one of you cannot get long-term care insurance, the one that can needs to make sure that they have a very robust policy so that you can protect the assets. And the great thing about Scott's situation is that $8,000 a month in today's dollars, if he was on claim right now, maybe he's only spending six. He can bank that other two because it's a cash indemnity plan. So I've got to wrap it up. You burned another weekend with us. Thanks so much. Um, I'll get to work, put another show together, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.